Yo, 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 what up, everybody? Thank you for hitting play on our podcast. Appreciate you taking some time out of your day to hang out with me, Brett, and Evan. This is going to be an epic episode. And you know what? You know, what I was thinking, I'm, I just need you to know, all right, that this is a podcast that just doesn't take itself too seriously. All right. If you want like a, a real informative podcast, if you want to learn something, if you want to be a freaking nerd, there's some podcasts out there for you. But this is a podcast. We have fun, man. We have a good time. This is the type of podcast, man. We go to your concert, man. We might crush edibles and beers in the car on the way down, get there and get crazy drunk, man. Start dancing, try to get some numbers, maybe get kicked out, but have a good time. And we're going to buy some merch too. That's what kind of podcast we are. Okay. So if you're looking for something different, man, go ahead and just just go elsewhere. But if you want to have a good time for the next hour, man, have some laughs, say some ridiculous stuff. I don't care if you're a reggae villain or not, okay? We're going to get absurd at times. But we're going to say some pretty profound shit, too. So stick around because we're about to have a good time. And I tell you what, man, it's not just me, okay? Got a couple of the homies, the OGs, a couple real ones in the billing. Evan, how are you? I'm gonna let you go first, man. We're gonna we're gonna wait a second to ask how Brett's doing. Evan, how are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for asking. Elaborate. Uh, you know, uh, today I man, I, I had an okay day. I don't know, nothing was great, nothing was terrible. I had just like a pretty good day all around. You know, I worked, I came home, I did my thing. Now you're here. Now Brett's not physically here with us, but he's here. You know, through the digital world. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm good. I'm good, man. I don't know. What, what more do you want from me? Well, you, you look like a million bucks, Evan. All right? Oh, so thanks, you, got, you, you, you got that down. But, Brett, speaking of looking like a million bucks, dude, that's a nice shirt, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, JB, and thank you. Thank you for the compliment. I am happy to be here with the vibes for the vibes. The elevator shirt on. The OG elevator shirt, or one of them, like they sold out of this shit quick. I had to wait a long time for it back in the day. Yeah, I just realized it's an odd thing to do too on a podcast to compliment somebody's shirt, considering that nobody aside from the three of us can actually. Well, I mean, see you it. know, it brings up an interesting topic that we can talk about because we talked about <laughs> whether guys are going to, you know, buy the merch. And I agree. I, I support, I do like to buy merch, I do like to support bands. And I find myself often buying like, stick figure shit way too much stick figure stuff because they've gone above and beyond with this catalog of random things you never knew you needed like have you guys found some other merch like recently that's just like you know maybe not like non-traditional but just super dope merch that we should shout out or yeah dude I'm putting you on the spot but no, just, no 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 that, that's a good question because man anything Anyone that knows anything about me knows I'm a merch guy, all right? I buy merch, and, and Brett, you probably have more than me. I know you're a big vinyl guy. You get all, like, good good stuff, man. I think, um, I don't know, man. I've got a, a vinylia, like, uh, oh, shit, what, an, an incense holder that she made herself, which is kind of dope. I've got um, uh, an elevator's bandana. It's not, I don't know if it's a bandana or a handkerchief or something, but... Bro, it's fire. It's got like the shark on it. You can put it around your neck, man. If you, you know, stepping out instead of, you know, your uh, M95 mask, you throw that thing on. Everyone knows you're an elevators guy. So, you know, that's a good look. But, um, Evan, you got some weird things in this house. What, what do you have? Uh, I got a bunch of weird stuff. I don't know. I just ordered a, uh, a Japanese American 
NBA player's kimono that's currently being hand sewn in New York City. Uh, that's that's a choice I made. Um, Lots to unpack there. When is that coming? Uh, when is that going to arrive? That that is supposed to ship around the end of this month. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do N- how does NBA players fit into that now? Is that like a – is it a design with NBA players on it? Is that No, there's no, no basketball <laughs> anything on it. Okay. Kobe yeah. for life. Because you just you, – you, okay. All right. Listen, but it's what, an NBA uh, player's uh, thing that he put out. It's the first article of clothing he's ever released. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, okay. Is it fungible or non-fungible? Oh, it's fungible. Yeah. Nice, dude. That's going to look yeah. sick. Thanks, man. Well, we're getting into you, the realms of nonsense. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, no. Well, let's go deeper. <laughs> What's fungible? Well, it's definitely not non-fungible. I can tell you that about yeah. that word. Yeah. What is fungible? Have you heard of an NFT? Yeah. So oh, NFT okay, stands okay, for non-fungible okay. token. All right, y'all use uh, it in a weird fucking way. Sorry, sorry. We're just we're sorry. just trying out new things, man. I've never used the word fungible before NFT, yeah, so we're well, just gonna, we're just I'm throwing just, it out I'm there. Gonna, since I got so bold on the last episode, I've heard from a color, couple people like you know, hey Brett, really had an opinion on that last episode. You're damn right, I did. Nice. Well, here's another one. Fungible's a stupid word <laughs> when used out of context. That's my thing for today. Fuck it, come at me. All right, all right. Well, listen. Uh, <laughs> one thing we know is Evan's mullet is looking real fungible today. I think that's something that we can all, uh, you know, just, um, you know, enjoy together, share. We share this moment. Um, Look at you, you're poking the bear. He's poking the bear. Dude, I'm a big bear poker. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> fungible all over the place. <laughs> Not gonna touch that one. That's fine, man. You know what? There is another. <laughs> <In> arms reach. That <laughs> arms reach. Um, l- literally the back of our heads are facing each other. Uh, it's weird, but you know what? I'm back in Evan's studio. This is the first episode that I have not done yeah. in my castle. Instead, I'm over here, man, at the Yarmo Casa Casa de Yarmo. What do you call this studio, Evan? I know you got a studio name. Uh, Blastula Studios. Thank you. Okay. What is wow. it? Yeah. Blastula. You hate that? Yeah, Blastula. Blastula. Well, I mean. That's cool because every time people thought you were in prison or some shit, JB. So at least Maybe if we had a guest interview right now, oh, you weren't. Stop it. In the studio. This, this isn't Dad's elixir. Got to get him on the show still. Evan, you know San me. It, if I were to go to prison, what would be the top three reasons why I go? Oh, top three: um, 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 <laughs> tax evasion, um, jumping off the world's tallest building without permission. Um, safely, of course. You'd, be t- you'd probably have some sort of newfound superpower that you're just testing out. Um, and then third, uh, breaking probably me out of jail. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right, because we, we need a producer for this damn podcast, man. So yeah, can't be – although we have been a little lazy about getting episodes out. Not lazy, but just there's been certain things in life that have happened, you know, but we're, we're, we're back at it, man. You know what? We're going to review two weeks' worth of music on this episode – um, we're going to deliver a banging interview this week. Next week, even bigger and better. We're going to get back in the swing of things. We're going to give you a full season, people. All right, so calm down. Everyone that's in my DMs saying, JB, where's the episode? Where's the episode? Well, guess what? Here it is. Okay? Okay, let's start it. Let's do it. Uh, Evan, do you want to just give uh, any new listeners that haven't already uh, left us uh, after the past uh, you know, five minutes, do you want to let them know what Nine. we do on this podcast, how it works? On this podcast... 
we do a few things. First up, we say hello. Second off, we listen to some hey. music. We listen to some of the best songs that came out in the past week. Right now we're playing catch-up. We're doing some of the best songs that came out in the past two weeks. Normally we do five songs. Today we're doing six with a bonus song. All right? Bonus cojones. We're also going to give you our thoughts on those songs. We're then going to give you a positive thought from each of our hearts uh, to help you go about your day in a more positive way. Then we've got our interview with a reggae rock superstar. That about sound like it? Evan, you're out here looking real fungible, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, that's it, dude. That's that's it and more. I think if anybody has any other expectations that they're about to get out of this podcast, man, they better chill out right now because we're about to do the most with the least. We're about to take it to the top from the bottom, okay? It's a long road to the top, baby, but I'm going to see you there, and we're going to get it started now. Up first, we've got the song. Wait, 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 Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, jeez. No, no, I didn't mean to step on your Jordans, baby. Wow. All right, I thought, I thought, I just there was a vibe. I thought it was you, no, you picked up the vibe correctly. I just want to throw one thing out there. Normally, we do the top five songs of the week, and we're going to do the same thing here. But okay, we had three monsters. Okay, dropping tracks. Ayaterra with Trevor Hall. We we all walk our own roads. Revolution, old school feeling. The elevators with Orange Grove, Margaritas. Okay. Those are three tracks from three of the best bands in reggae rock music right now. But we're not going to review them because you've already heard them. If you haven't heard them, what are you even doing? They better be on your release radar as it is. What we're going to do is show some love to some bands that maybe missed your release radar, maybe put you on to something new. So keep that in mind. Check out Ayaterra Revolution Elevators. Those tracks, bang. We're going to get into something a little bit different right now. Evan, back to it, my friend. Up first. We've got the song Half Full from Chibes and Melodose. Chibes? I don't know. Hopefully I didn't mess that up, but that's a track half full. And I tell you what, this is the perfect track for right now because I feel like there is a mental health 
crisis. crisis happening right now. Thank you, dude. See, my brain's not even working, man. But I feel like with everything going on in the world, with the isolation, man, I feel like people are at an all-time low in terms of positivity, in terms of stoke, in terms of just how they're feeling, how they're looking at things. I know your boy fits in that category. So when I hear a track like this, it just reminds me to look at the glass half full. Man, I love that shit, dude. And the, the words I've heard through the grapevine that you're struggling if that were true, why don't you listen to me in these words that I'm mumbling? Glass half full, not empty. The world is better when you're smiling, dude. I get big John Lennon vibes on this track. All right? I love the the flute mixed in, the heavy, heavy dub, dude. Like, everything's just blended perfectly with this track, man. And again, dude, the lyrics, those are the words that got me through when I was walking on the edge. But now I'm me, and I'm here to stay. I'm me, and I'm here to stay. I like that. And finally, dance and be styling. I love that, man. Like, what else would you want to do other than dance and be styling? Every single day I wake up, and I'm trying to be styling. Everybody knows that. Evan, you know that about me, dude. Dude, I know that about you. So, you know, all in all, man, this uh, this track hit the freaking spot, man. I liked it. And Melodose is killing it, crushing it, as always. Chai Best or Chi Best, again, I wish I knew exactly how to say that. Check them out. Show them some love, man. I, I You know, they're relatively new. Check them out on Instagram. Um, shoot them a follow. Support the music, man, and, and show appreciation for this track that they bless us with. What do you guys think? I mean, I'm just glad to see Melodos still putting out songs after songs after songs after songs. I mean, I, it looks like on Spotify they're they're put as the feature here. I don't know that much about Chibes or I don't know how to pronounce it. Please, people, don't get mad at me. DM me if you know how to say it. I, I don't like getting things wrong. But, um, you know, I mean, I like the track. It's chill. Um, and Melodos has been putting out single after single after single after single over the past year. Hopefully they keep putting stuff out. You know, we've we've met them before as a part of another band that they're in. Um, so hopefully we get to see some cool, mellow-dose music, local and live, out here someday soon. Yeah, that's right, man. We saw Roots of Rebellion back in the day at Pipe Dream Brewers, man. That was a, that was a hell of a day, dude. It's a good day. Those guys are solid, rock solid, for sure. Brett, any yeah, thoughts? Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was a... A mellow tune. I know it was a part of Mellow Dose, but it was definitely optimistic. It felt good. It's something that, you know, you could study to, you could vibe to. It just can fit any type of mood or situation, which is always what you hope for, you know, when you're listening to uh, carefully crafted tunes. Yeah, so man. I, I definitely dug it. Let, let me ask you guys a question. What are some things, <clears throat> this feels like deja vu, what, what are some things that you guys do personally when you're looking at the glass and you're seeing it half empty to get you to start looking at it half full what are some things that take you there how do you how do you get to back to looking at looking at the glass half full aside from listening to this song obviously i mean i i just keep it simple man like i'm just i take a breath and acknowledge that i'm taking a breath and i have the opportunity to create the situation i need to create and uh try to try to oversimplify it but try to keep it that simple and know that like you know uh when i'm thinking things are really terrible and then i want to act upon it or complain about it or whatever about it 
kind of look forward to where that's going to get me and, and see, you know, that's not going to probably be too productive. So, yeah, kind of my thoughts, just, just be present, acknowledge that you are present, have the opportunity to control your situation. If you don't nice. like it, make it better. Nice. Try. Evan, what about you, man? I don't know. I guess it like depends. Like if there's a specific thing that's half full, right. That you're just thinking about in a negative way or something. I think it's just like realizing that you're thinking negatively, you know, I don't know. Maybe you wake up and you don't like the weather or you don't like uh, the service at a diner that you're at today. Maybe you mess up when you're recording a podcast, you know, I mean, you could sit there and, and dwell on your negative feelings. And if you don't catch yourself, you'll probably just keep doing it and keep feeling bad. But if you catch yourself in the moment, you think, man, I'm, I'm thinking a way I don't need to about this. I don't know. That's like, that's like step one, like realize that you're thinking negatively and then think about why and figure that out. I mean, I don't know. I think that's, that's the deal there. Nice dude. I just like to pump iron, dude. I like to lift weights. I like to throw some iron around, baby. Bench press. Arrgh! All right. Just, just calm down over there. Well, no, it's true, man. Working out actually does help me uh, look at things differently when I'm done. I feel like a weight gets lifted off my shoulders and I can look at things clearly. Uh, just a little something I, I do that I need to do more of, to be quite frank with you. Um, but speaking of being frank with you, the next song is called Zucchini. Evan, who performs it? It's going to be Skillinger and Rick Hayes. Let's get lit. So any favor, you must give to all them big. Man, I can't be so lit. Me not go quit. Load up me chalice and me have to take a sip. Me take a sip. Any track that starts out, let's get it. Let's get it. No, let's get lit. 
Let's get lit. Dude, any track that starts out with let's get lit, you already know you're about to get lit. Um, and, I, and I'm not 100% sure. Is he saying zucchini fever or zucchini feed you? I don't know, but I like it. I dig this track, man. The out the album artwork, you've got Skill and John, Rick Hayes just flexing. They got a Ferrari. Okay. They're holding what appears to be, and I only say this from my uh, Call of Duty knowledge, a couple of 8K74Us. Um, just looking like a couple of shatas, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, and <laughs> Skill and Jaw, dude, he crushes this verse, these verses, rather. He spits a couple times on this, on this track. He says, looking 30, but I'm 40, crack a 40 with my shorty. Ganja Leaf has me soaring on a foreign flight to Fiji. And I really, I really hope that that Whoa. is true, all right, because if you're 40 years old and you look 30, that's a flex, man. That means you took good care of yourself, all right? And if you're on a plane to Fiji, you're doing something right. He calls himself the Ganja Gordon Ramsay. Okay? That's something Riff Raff would say. The Ganja Gordon Ramsay. I feel like you say the name Riff Raff on every podcast at some point. Dude, come Over at the past me, like five, six, seven episodes. I'm saying, dude, you know, maybe Riff Raff's on the brain, dude. But when you start talking about, tell me when you hear Ganja Gordon Ramsay, you don't immediately think of Riff Raff. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> You're crazy. But, um, yeah, and Rick Rick Hayes, I mean, dude, first of all, Rick Hayes crushes his verse, dude. Million dollar spliff boss right off the bat. And he's got the little dude, like towards the end, after he gets on spit and he gets the little Ricky from Boys in the Hood. Okay, that was tight. Skill and Joss says he he starts he starts rapping about Takashi 6ix9ine and Nicki Minaj. You really gotta pay attention to his flow, man. And he loves weed. He loves it. <laughs> All right, he he needs to do a song with Devin the Dude. I can see that collaboration coming out real nice. Big Smoke. What did you guys think? It was a chill song. Needs more attention. Artist needs more attention. Needs to get a little bit more following. So I just went ahead, added myself as a follower on Spotify. I think it was a great idea, JB, to get some more listens, to try to get some more attention for all this hard work. Everyone puts into their music. So, uh, big smoke, big props, and all that right there. Actually, this wasn't the Skillinger song. Skillinger's got plenty of follows. Fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> I was wondering, man. We definitely were showcasing some artists on this episode, but Skillinger is probably one of the most established ones. I mean, yeah. I can't even call him like a, an underground oh, artist. Whatever. Yeah. We admitted to restarting the podcast. That was my confusion, folks. I apologize. Skill and Joe could probably still use your follows and support because why yeah. not? But at the same time, you know, there's some other artists on here that are still emerging that can definitely use that word of mouth. Actually, interestingly enough, man, we haven't admitted to restarting the podcast. We haven't even told the people that this is literally the second time that we've recorded this episode in a matter of an hour. And we're not going to talk about... He, Evan said he was feeling bad about it. I guess I, I knew behind the oh, scenes yeah, it just no, happened. I was, that was a secret reference, a little inside inside. Well, info. it's like you were expressing this fresh wound. I mean, why live it alone? I'm Dude, here with you, bro. Evan, I got stop, ex, 
Stop expressing your fresh wound to I'll us. I'll show my fresh gash to you guys anytime. It's no big deal. <laughs> well, you're getting a little fresh right now. Um, As for the vibes. <laughs> and this is what makes us the number one reggae rock band. What? The number one <laughs> reggae rock band. All right, we've been talking about zucchini a long time right now, okay? It's been a long time. Just move on then, move two. on. All right, what's next? Skill and Joe Zucchini Fever. We've don't, got the song Lavender Light from The Grateful Carl. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 meet one. <laughs> That's the one I wanted to talk about right now. Did a puppeteer just send you her number on Tinder? Fact. Okay. All right. Um, just want to let I people know. don't listen to this episode now. You're getting ahead of yourself. Well, 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 well. Could this be the new Kindle? Whoa. Yeah. That wasn't what I was expecting, Evan. Did she tell you she wanted you to be her little Pinocchio? But No. But, and I'm a but little upset still, about that. if it turned into something where you're like, guys... Tell you what happened. I can't talk about what happened last night. I wouldn't also be surprised. Sorry to your name, who I just saw, but we're gonna call you Kendall too. K two. <laughs> and that was the, the grateful Carl with Lavender Light. <laughs> dude, this this track, man, this track, dude. Brett, the part of the reason why we're laughing is Brett was actually freestyling while we were listening to that. How could you not? Dude, the beat is so smooth, man. And smooth. The Grateful Carl, dude? I'm a Grateful Brett. I I'm, I would like to be a Grateful JB. You know, I feel grateful right now. So, yeah, I'm a Grateful JB. But uh, the Grateful Carl actually is a member of Tyrone's Jacket. That's how I know him from, man. And this track is smooth. It reminds me of the, the Imagine Dragons. Uh, makes me want to smoke a a parliament cigarette. It's just easy listening. Okay, 10 o'clock at night, walking in the right direction. First of all, Evan, what is the right direction to be walking in at 10 o'clock at night? Uh, home? At 10? To the bar. Oh. 
Dude, I'd like to be walking to a gas station. Honestly, to Seven Eleven. Get some like like Andy Cap's hot fries, maybe a White Owl. Yeah, uh, you know, a nice Arnold Palmer. Pick pick whatever. Maybe Arizona, maybe an Arizona iced tea. Hey, you know, maybe Yo, on the can way. I start, can I start my own iced tea company and call it the Arizona iced tea? Done, Absolutely, dude. trademark it. I like it. Um, Evan, what exactly would you do with a white owl? Well, you see, I would, um, I'd actually break it open because I have stuff that I like to put inside of my own cigar wraps. Um, but I really like, uh, you know, the tobacco leaf that's on the white owl. So I put my own filler in the middle and I, I smoke that up. Yeah. Well, Hey, I guess that with burns, the tobacco, uh, you know, whatever, <coughs> whatever I got. Ugh. Or do you but, use it to smoke the bees? Uh, maybe more of that. Well, I will I'll, say, <laughs> going back to the track, <laughs> Lavender Light, that, uh, you know, the whole Tyrone's Jacket crew is full of very creative people. They're putting out amazing styles and sounds, unique sounds, different vibes, man. They're, they're killing it. And Lavender, first of all, I love the scent of Lavender. It's supposed to do something to you on a physiological level. So maybe... Smell a little lavender. Play this track, Lavender Light. You know, get to know yourself a little bit. Dim the lights, okay? Bust the candles out. Maybe get a nice warm bath. A book to read, you know? What's that? Just get to know yourself. Hang out with you. Enjoy yourself. That's what this track makes me want to do right now. A lot of things being said right now. Well, lots of feelings being had right now. Uh-oh. This is getting weird. Anyone that's listening right now is feeling uncomfortable, and I don't blame you. So, Evan, why don't we – why don't you bail us out here? What's next, dude? Up next, we've got the song Unify from Reggae Rapids.
Cedar Rapids, Iowa stand up, baby. Reggae Rapids. The track Unify. You know, I love the way that this track starts, man. It builds up the energy. All right? See the light. We might unify. Feel it in your bones. They don't want us to unify. You are just a target. And this track goes hard, man. First of all, I love... What they're talking about, they're talking about current events, what's going on, man. The world is just tearing itself apart. You know, there's so much division. Uh, we don't talk enough about unifying. Everybody's lines in the sand are being drawn, man. Everybody's turning against each other. And that's how they want us. They want us against each other. All right, They do not want us to unify. And if you know who they is, then you know what I'm talking about, all right? But we don't get down like that. We unify with e with each other, with people of different cultures, of different styles, of, you know, different backgrounds, just anybody, man. If you got love in your heart, let's unify. That's what it boils down to. So I love the message in this track. And I also, I grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I know what Cedar Rapids, Iowa is like, all right? And I know how these guys get down, man. There's It's a real interesting uh, place in the world. Um, yeah, I'm glad these guys are out there making good reggae music in Iowa, man. That's what we need. So, banger of a track. Love the vibe, man. What'd you guys think? Oh, one last thing too. When, on the second verse, when the dude starts rapping, he sounds like Chris Webby to me. And I think Chris Webby is an incredibly talented rapper. And I just like, that's a huge compliment. I mean, it's not like he like sounds exactly like him, but He's on that level, man. It's it's cool. It's a cool vibe to throw in this track. I said the word vibe too much tonight. All right? Vibing. And nobody GD's stopped me. He's always vibing. Nobody stopped me. <clears throat> Nobody's going to stop you. You can't stop the vibes. You know the fucking vibes. We're here for the vibes. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I hear the word vibes one more time, I am going to... Smile? Exactly. Mm -hmm. What's the opposite of vibe? I feel like there is no, there is no anti-vibe. There's always some sort of vibe, right? It's something. You can't have no vibe. Oh, man, the man with no vibe. That sounds terrible. Evan, you're looking, real, that. you're looking real fungible right now. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. What did you guys think of this track? I mean, it's definitely a message. It's a topical song, right? They're talking about stuff going on in the world. There's a lot of division. A lot of people are looking for unity. I think, like, the tough part, like, e even this song gives me a feeling that, you know, the people who, who are singing right now don't ne aren't necessarily looking for everyone to unify and just come together and forget about what's going on. It almost sounds like they, they've got an idea that there's an enemy out there we should be unifying against, which isn't necessarily unity, you know? Um, but I, I don't know, man. Like, like, it's just such a big and tough thing where, like, I feel like the human race hasn't mastered instant communication yet right like it's a new thing we're all just out there on the internet fucking saying whatever we want reading whatever we want everything's blasting off all the time like there's there's no there's no moment to chill everyone's just mad and upset all the time about something that was done wrong somewhere that somebody got offended about it. and it's just tough it's tough to just like chill out and be like all right you know what? we're all basically the same we're all good we're not enemies we're friends you know that's it's it's hard i don't know man well, I think one thing, man, is you got to be careful what you expose yourself to. You know, we, I, I've seen you out there on uh, 
on the dark webs that man, you gotta you gotta be careful with that stuff man there's a lot of toxic stuff out there but when you're around good people man you don't feel those vibes i'm glad you exposed yourself to me you know <laughs> it wasn't the first time will be the last time thanks man you know um yeah, i'm man. speechless speechless move on okay. up next we've got the song sunday from couching distance Dreaming about getting my chance to be yours one day Thinking we would make a good match Because we both be Sitting on a chill so fine Girl love to make you mine I've been thinking about you since Sunday Dreaming about getting my chance to be yours one day Thinking we would make a good match Because we both be Sitting on a chill so fine Girl let me tell you why I get captivated in your eyes In such a way I can't describe it It's like everything around me becomes quiet And the only thing I'm focused on is you And I don't know what's Words you fucking said, cause I'm tangled up in the view. I got a bad habit, and yeah, I'm getting good at it. And I just wanna chase to show you I can be the one because I'm feeling it. And hoping I'm the one that is telling I've you. I've been thinking about this since Sunday. Dreaming about getting my chance to be yours one day. Thinking we would make a good match because we both be sitting on a chill so fine. Girls love to make you mine. I've been thinking about you since Sunday. Dreaming about getting my chance to be yours one day. Thinking we would make a good match because we both be sitting on a chill so fine. Girl, let me tell you why. The way your body looks, will it's incredible. Replaying in my head almost every single second since the last time that her eyes met up. And all that I can focus on is you. And yeah, the way you're staring back, it makes me think that you probably feel it too. We'll join our bad habits. Yeah, we'll have a blast. That was Sunday from Couching Distance. Couching Distance is a party reggae band. And that song was a lot. Party reggae. That's the song that was what it was, all right? You know, it's uh, when I hear party reggae, I think of a band that doesn't take themselves too seriously, right? The song's out there. They're just having fun doing their thing. They don't care what anybody thinks, all right? They're just, they're just making music, having fun, and I respect that. What do you guys think? I think party reggae is an oxymoron a little bit, but it's cool. Like, it can work. I'm not going to be too literal about things this week. I mean, I got a little too literal about, about the... Uh, Cali sober thing last week, so I guess I can just let this one slide. But uh, did, did you get some feedback about Cali sober? A little bit. What were the <clears> people <throat> saying? I'm curious. If you can talk about it on pod, if not, we'll we'll talk about it off pod. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think pod, some yeah. people agree with me and some people disagree with me. But the ones that disagreed with me, I still disagree with them because I I, I, I don't I don't know. Dude. Do we need to I run just, back to Reggae Rapids and play the song Unify for you? Well, actually, it sounds we, like we've got some divisiveness right now again. We disagreed with Brett. I disagreed with Brett on that episode about Cali Sober, and then Evan, you called yeah. him a curmudgeon. And but then, I didn't disagree with him. I agree that Cali Sober is uh, it's kind of a dumb phrase. Well, what did you guys? Okay, so here's the thing I saw today. Sorry, okay. if we're gonna, uh, it's yeah, kind of topical, right? Run it back. Sure. So there was a what the fuck were they called? Oh god, now I forgot the damn name of it. But basically, it's THC that you can cannabumps. Mm-hmm. Cannabumps is that. a thing. Okay. Finally, ground up THC for you to snort. Whoa, hey, that's aggressive. Okay, Kelly Sober, you snort THC. I mean, at what point do you draw the line? And also, you had asked me, like, oh, is it like a cup of coffee? No, 
if you did some natural things that are natural hallucinogens, just because they're natural doesn't mean you should do them. Right? But, like, the thing is, somebody said, well, pot, it's not mind-altering. Yes, it fucking is. Yeah, Yes, absolutely. it is. It's a psychoactive substance, baby. It's 100% mind-altering. doesn't mean it's bad. Nobody said it's bad, but to say that it's not is the biggest joke. Like, what? Of course um, it is. And, you know, I feel it's like... the point of it, right? You, you don't really want to put drugs extent. up your nose. Like, that's not... Whoa, whoa. Not ideal. Evan, that's not what you said the other night, dude. I said no, there's you plenty, don't there's, want to. Okay, yeah, you're right. I don't. There are yeah. plenty of people that want to do that, and that's just fine for them. No, but I, I think the idea is not. the only drugs that are taken up the nose are like, it's because it's the easiest way to do it. Like, Well, there's one other way. <laughs> Counting Distance is listening to this review, by the way. He's like, oh, cool, guys. Thanks for the review of my song. Appreciate it. Preach, appreach. Just kidding. Um, but no, we, this all actually stemmed from party reggae being an oxymoron. Brett, explain. Yes, because it is kind of an oxymoron. But should we talk about the song? Because now you're making me feel bad. The song is fun. It's upbeat. It's lighthearted. It's something that I feel like you can put on on your Sunday morning. Or, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be. It's just something that can make you feel good and turn it up. The artwork for it has a rainbow which makes you want to smile a little bit extra. And uh, I just feel like it can be like that. You know, like, wow, I just said like in B 14 million times. I'm trying to set the scene for you. If you watched Half Baked, yeah. and the scene comes in and it's got the street sign that says Anywhere USA. Yeah. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Yeah, you know dude, I'm about? with you. I'm with you. I like that, man. It is, it is positive and upbeat, and that's what this track is, man. And Couching Distance. They represent Lancaster, Ohio. They're making reggae music out in Lancaster. That's incredible to me. The phrase couching distance is actually on Urban Dictionary. It means basically whatever's within arm's reach of the couch or sofa. Right now, Evan is within couching distance of me. I could just reach back and, and grab his mullet and just yank it, yank him down. Um, but hey, I'm not going to do hey, that. Hey, hey, hey. Not going to do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Uh, Are you talking about the mullet? It's been a while right. since they've seen each other, guys. Exactly. Um, no, it's true. This is the first episode that I've bit. recorded. Actually, this is the second episode I've recorded in a long time at Evan's studio, the Casa de Yarmo. Evan, what do you call the studio? Uh, Blastula Studios. Can you say that, but slower and like a little more smooth, kind of R&B style? Like you were an R&B singer, like you were in Boys to Men, just like real, real smooth. Blastula Studios. Okay. All right, cool. Then I don't think that fit all of those descriptions. But. That's all right. You know, you made an attempt, and that's all that matters. And uh, I really didn't know what you wanted from me there, to be honest. <laughs> Do we have any more songs coming out of Blastula? Boys tonight. Blastula. I can't even say it. Blastula Blah Blah. Blastula Studios. Yeah, I'm helping a few uh, local guys uh, put a, a couple different things together right now. Well, let's, let's yeah, finish talking about Catching Distance real quick. Again... Party reggae. I love the phrase because I think reggae is a, a vessel that can – it's a conductor of a lot of different styles. You've got pop reggae, hip-hop reggae. Frick, we've heard it all, man. Trap reggae even. Uh, big smoke. Uh, you know, big smoke. political reggae, dance hall reggae, island reggae, authentic Bubba reggae. Bubba Gump reggae. What's that? Bubba like Gump, Bubba Gump over there. Oh, uh, like shrimp casserole. The different types of shrimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cali reggae. Uh, got a name. Party reggae. World uh, reggae. reggae. 
Yeah, roots no, but, reggae. But I love the fact that somebody in Lancaster, Ohio, man, is putting together a party of reggae music. We need those vibes. We hear you couching distance out here in New England, man. We love it. Keep it up. Keep that fun energy. And I've been thinking about you since last Sunday. Okay, we've all yeah. we've all met somebody out and about that you can't stop thinking about. Maybe you met them on a cruise ship in the Boston Harbor, okay, at a Ballyhoo concert, and maybe you were, you know, dancing upside down on a pole like freaking Magic Mike, and next thing you know, you pop out and get her Snapchat, and you can't stop thinking about her. Evan, does that sound like something that might be realistic that possibly could have happened to you or or somebody for that matter? No, that's a weird scenario. I don't know why you yeah. would ever say what, that. that. What exactly? What exactly popped out? Evan, right as she was trying to go downstairs, he just popped out and said, let me get your Snapchat. And guess yeah, what? Was on guess she what, was in Brad? disbelief. She said yes. And you were on a pole? Or she was? <laughs> Look, everybody that's, was. Yeah, that's neither here nor there, all right? It might have been Evan. Who knows? But listen, you get you get some whiskey in Evan. I can't wait to party in Boston. Oh. Can't wait. Well, can't wait. yeah, no, just... Evan with some some uh, some Jameson and gingers, man. You need to be careful. Make sure there's no like structures around you that he could somehow twirl around. <laughs> I would probably be in utter disbelief if I hung out with you guys. Oh, segue, segue alert. Ayo, ayo, ayo. For the second time. Up next, we've got the song "Disbelief" what? by Bobby Hustle and Loud City. It's a mirage, not all those of us who wander a loss Following the light reflecting from the stars One road is a fork, another across I'm just on a day-to-day grind, trying to survive It's hot at daytime, but it's cold by the night And everybody's getting so thin, that's why I Don't expect them to ever give me a try It's a long way up to the top of the mountain I don't know what the record is And it's a long way down from the top of the mountain Standing on the precipice Water in the desert never tastes so sweet Like mana from the heavens raining down on me Looking to the sky for my relief Following the stars in disbelief Water in the desert never tastes so sweet Like mana from the heavens raining down on me Oh, well, let's talk about this one. Bobby Hustle coming at you. And, uh, you know, this was a track that I felt overall just had that signature Bobby Hustle sound. Um, and what I mean by that, like, I guess my, the the way I know Bobby Hustle is through the movement and some of the work that he did with them, especially uh, Habit. He's on that track and he's kind of got that same, that that like that resonantly like, relaxing chill vibe that his voice carries just kind of that presence that he brings is uh ever apparent on this track as well and so it felt like oh yeah that's bubby (laughs) bubby bubba hustle (laughs) sorry guys you know i gotta i gotta tell you jenny kush is a hell of a lady uh bobby hustle bobby hustle it's got a signature sound and um i know when we were talking with roots of creation they were saying that's kind of a 
a big compliment and I'm, I'm saying it with all admiration it's just dope to be able to identify a sound with a person with that voice with that identity right off the bat so uh yeah i like hearing it I'd like to hear some more and definitely we'll keep that one in the rotation what'd y'all think yeah, dude, I uh, loved everything about this song. This is the type of music that I love listening to, man. It's like, this is the type of music when you're driving by yourself, you kind of zone out to and you start listening to the lyrics and it just makes you feel good, man. It just, it uplifts you, puts you in the right kind of mindset to tackle whatever it is that you have going on in your day. I love the fact that he used the word precipice. That's hard to sneak in there in a track, but he did it, damn it. Um, and I, I, you know, I love some of the imagery that he uses right? Water in the desert never tastes so sweet. Now, imagine imagine you're sipping some water, right? It tastes good. It tastes nice. It hydrates you and stuff like that. But if you're in the freaking desert and you taste water, it's like, oh my God, it's like God's gift to you in that moment. So if you just approach things in your life and really appreciate them, you know, because when you don't have them, <laughs> you're in trouble. All right. You know, Look into the sky for my relief, following the stars in disbelief. I love something about this track, man. Really, really hit home. And you're right, it is that that Bobby Hustle sound. The guy's out there working, he's grinding, he's collaborating with everybody, man. He's putting out good music. This is just this is like music you throw in the gym, throw in the car by yourself on your way to work, throw throw on first thing in the morning. You can put this on your alarm clock and your settings and your iPhone, man. Wake up to this shit. It's just good good music and it's well done too man that's the other big thing it's well done bobby hustle is freaking talented man that's my take have you got anything dad i got nothing get something give me something you can't say nothing bro you can't cop out something just one thing just say one word just one word the first word that comes to your mind to describe how you're feeling right now go auto-tune we had two heavily auto-tune songs in a row that song was a great way to leave off these six songs that we just reviewed because it's a great produced song, right? This is, this is a song that was put together well, right? It's a great way to say, hey, you know, we've got we've got a great track for you to leave off the thoughts that we've got about songs, right? Oh, oh, oh. Well, listen, we're gonna we we're gonna do some we're gonna sneak a little track in here too. Ooh. All right, we reviewed six songs of the top five songs of the week, even though we did six. All right. Uh, we can do that because it's our podcast, damn it. But mm-hmm. uh, we're going to give a quick positive thought of the week, and then we're going to lead you into an interview with Mark LeBlanc of Project 432. They also dropped a track that's in the top five, but really now the top seven, and that's Subtleties by Project 432. And you're going to hear that leading up to the interview once we finish this positive thought of the week, and just know it's a freaking banger, okay? Positive thought time, boys. Who Who wants to go? Anyone got anything in mind? Talk to me. I can go first if you guys want. You know, I'll go last second. It don't matter. You know, because this lights camera action, baby. When you're a star, you always shine. Oh damn! I mean, you could that could be a positive thought right there. Could be, but it's not. I got oh. something else for you. Oh yeah, what is it? Okay, all right, all right. I'll go. You know what? You peer pressure me. I'll do it. All right. Here's my positive thought of the week. All right. I just want everybody right now that's listening. We're gonna take a little moment of silence. And I want you to think about something that you want in your life moving forward. Something that is going to come to you, whether it's a new job, a new opportunity, a new relationship, a goal, uh, something that you want to achieve or be brought into your life 
in the next six months. All right. Just take, we're going to take five seconds of silence. I just want you to think about that. All right. Ready? Go. Okay. Well, guess what? That's going to happen. All right. (laughs) Whatever you just thought about is going to happen. I tell you what I thought about. I thought about buying a freaking house. That's something that I'm trying to do. I've been renting for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years, not for any other reason than just I enjoy the flexibility. It just made sense for me. I've moved around a lot. All right. It always felt cool to just be renting. I've had nice apartments. I've lived with girlfriends. I've lived in different situations, had roommates live in different cities. I lived in Boston at one point, back up to New Hampshire. The flexibility was perfect for me. But I look back and I realize, man, I've been fucking dumping money hand over fist on rent to something that's not even mine. It's time for your boy to own his own shit. And that's what I intend to do. Wish me luck. And I wish you luck in getting what you want in the next six months. Let's get it. All right, sorry, go ahead, boys. What's uh, what's your old positive thought of the week? What you got, Evan? All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Okay, uh... Man, like my last like four positive thoughts were weak. I was super negative like over the past month, but I'm, I'm kind of like out of that a little bit. Um, I think it's because I got like, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, this is political. It shouldn't be political. It should just be like a normal whatever thing. But I got like a, my Moderna shot, the first one. And since I've had it, some of my post-COVID stuff's gotten a little better. Like I like, like I'm feeling a little bit better day to day, which is super tight. So like I don't know, man. I'm feeling more positive, just like existing, which is cool. But like having a positive thought is, I'm 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 scratching for it right now because I'm just like generally feeling good without having to think about it. I'm just grateful to to be a uh, alive and and not tired and unhappy. So like I don't know, man. Fucking, I've been seeing a chiropractor. That's been tight. I guess like I don't know. My positive thought is there's always some sort of light at the end of a tunnel, even if you don't see it coming and you don't know it's there. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Well, dude, I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy you're feeling better. You're all modernit up. Um, I don't know. You had me worried when you were saying it was going to get political, but really, man, I just think you're taking hey, good man, care of yourself. Fucking, uh, these shots are political to some people, and that's okay. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Well, I like that you just had to flex on everybody and let them know the brand. You know what I'm saying? This is, you're not a Johnson & Johnson boy. No, you don't team, put out those team Moderna dude. over here. Okay, gotcha, Keep, keep these Pfizer hoes away from me. Yes, Six feet, please. Yes, dude. You're out here. <laughs> Wait, I can't remember because this is the second time we recorded this episode, but did we talk about the ventriloquist that uh, reached out to you on Tinder? Or was that the one that we didn't actually end up recording? I don't know. Was it a ventriloquist? I think, a puppeteer. I think we did record that, unfortunately. Well... <laughs> If this is the second, if this is the sixth time you're hearing this, <laughs> shit, podcast problems, baby. All right, pretty Evan. Sure pretty sure we did talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, in that case, dude, fuck it, man. You got some things going right for you, man, and I'm happy for you. Uh, Brett, mm-hmm. save us, man, please. Well, I had a thought, and then it, it kind of passed when we started talking about the puppeteer because it was just shocking. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think – one of the things I've talked about when we have the opportunity to have the positive thought of the week is that, you know, being present is important. Um, and I had a, you know, it's been a challenge, like just trying to adapt to new things and different things. And, 
um, sometimes I lose a little bit of motivation as to like, why am I doing something or, or, you know, as much as I love something, like, is there a reason to go as far as I've gone and, and following it or, or trying to tangibly turn into, uh, you know, like you're saying you're hoping in six months that you'll have a home. I hope in six months <clears throat> that, you know, honestly, that I'd be doing what I love full time, which is making music making content based around music and being able to not sacrifice or having to sacrifice like all that I've worked for up to this point. But, you know, my heart lies in, uh, in what it lies in. And what this is all getting at is that like having these experiences with playing in the band is cool because I saw an old friend this past weekend who happened to be at, at the show. And she's like, you know, I remember, you saying like we were all talking and, and we were just saying that like one day you should play in a band and how that would just finally make you feel a sense of freedom now granted i don't remember exactly having that conversation but it i thought about it when i was getting to play and man it made me feel fucking good like yes like this never thought this would be a reality and maybe it's not playing in a band for you maybe it's a presentation maybe it's buying a house maybe it's getting a car maybe it's just finding the perfect mother's day gift whatever the hell it is if you want to believe it you can honestly achieve it as cheese balls that cliche saying is it's true and uh i think that's just what i want to say like if there's something you really want then you can make it happen and i'm going to keep working and try to get to where i want to be and what i truly hope for because I want to just make the most of this limited time affair we call life and uh, finding the opportunities and the moments that get you the most out of it are the, the ways that we should be spending our time because uh, I think they make the best you and we need to come up with being the best us for everybody around us, including ourselves. So uh, yeah, man, that's that's where I'm coming from. Yes, dude. I like it, dude. Yeah, baby. Those positive vibes. That's what we need. And um, I think both of you guys had uh, incredible positive thoughts of the week. And let's keep this thing moving, man. Let's give the people a little... Um, Multidimensional little. interview, man. Yeah, this I'm thing, trying to think of the words. You're right. The Multidimensional, man. We talked about yeah. some real interesting stuff. Mark's a real interesting guy. At the end, stick with the interview because at the end... He really opens up and talks about some real shit, um, you know, a, a, a charity concert that he's been putting on for years and yeah. years and years. We're going to put the link um, in the in the description of this episode. Make sure you check him out. Make sure you listen to Mark talk about Project 432 because they're buzzing right now and they got some new music on the way. And definitely enjoy this track right now that you're about to hear, Subtleties. It's a banger. Let's go. Peace. Find my liquor. 
take it to the sunrise, won't surprise my liver Think that I've designed to streamline the elixir Revived by the pint by the time that I kick up That's when we decide to ride in my pickup Living in a pace where we can't catch up I've known you for one night, but I think that's love I got the shakes and quivers, got a taste from the mirror Got a tingle in my teeth, but we're way past drugs Back up! everybody i know you're loving this podcast so far i know we listened to some banger tracks and guess what we're ready to give you a banger of an interview i'm pumped i'm stoked for this conversation i'm chilling here i got evan and brett with me what up boys how we doing doing good damn good how about you boys they're the same man that's positive dude you actually you actually cut evan off dude your energy was so strong that it went over evan's energy and i love that Evan, you got to turn it up, baby. Let's go. We, How are you? I, we do that often. He has, he has at the same time. So we go to answer. So he did it again. So. You just, you just, you did it again. You I know feel what? like I'm doing Dr. Evil to you, Evan. Yep. That's all right. You know, you've got the good vibes. Keep the good vibes going. How I'm doing. That doesn't matter. All right. We've got other things going on here. All right, JB. What's, what's going on? Talk to the people. <laughs> well, dude, I'll tell you what, man, I'm stoked right now. And that's because we got a special guest with us. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a man. That is the backbone of one of Colorado's best kept secrets. A man that keeps the rhythm moving for one of the nicest reggae rock bands hailing from right under the great Rocky Mountains. Those that know him know as he gets the freaking job done. He's an absolute beast on the drums, a legend, a student of the game. He's a musical technician, a creative, and one hell of a drummer for one hell of a band. His name is Mark LeBlanc of Project 432. Mark, how are you, man? Doing well, thanks. Uh, Glad to be here. Nice, dude. Well, we're we're glad that you're here, man. We're we're definitely uh, you know on this podcast we're big fans of Project Four Thirty Two and uh, big fans of of you. And uh, yeah, man, we're stoked for this conversation. So I guess I'll start out by asking, you, how's life, man? What, what's life like in in the world of Mark LeBlanc, man? What's going on out there in uh, in Colorado? Uh, talk to the people. Check in with them. Well, man, uh, you know, no different than most people out there for this past uh, 12 or so months. You know, it's uh, it's been an oddball, but, um, you know, we still coming out on the other side, swinging, doing well. Um, been staying busy with music. Um, we got some new Project 432 in the works. Um, you know, I've got this recording studio. That's where I'm uh, at right now. And uh, so I've been staying pretty busy, just uh, trying to pump out as much music as possible. And yeah, man, it's just uh, all music all day over here. So I, I tried not to let it affect me too negatively. You know, it's just uh, yeah. kind of had to shift and uh, take, uh, I guess, a different outlet, you know, with things. Yeah, no, I feel that, man, definitely. And actually, so in, in, when I was introducing you, I said one of Colorado's best kept secrets and that's no disrespect to project 432 because i think you guys are more than that you guys are very well known and i and i the reason why i said it is because i love your sound so much i love the music so much i feel like the red like there's another there's another level man like um so it's good to hear that you're like you're focused on the music because i feel like when people start hearing some new project 432 that's just gonna like you guys are no longer gonna be colorado's best kept secret you're gonna be you know, United States best kept secret. So I'm, I'm pumped to hear that you guys are, are are putting some new music together. 
Um, can you talk a little bit more about like, you know, are we maybe getting a single coming up soon or is there an album down the road or any specific, anything to get the people hype, man, to let them know what they have to look forward to? Absolutely. So um, we do actually have a single coming out this Friday. Um, we just dropped one, uh, a remix a couple weeks ago, uh, a dub remix of one of our songs. So that one's out on Spotify already. Um, but yeah, we have a new track, a uh, new single called Subtleties. And that'll be dropping this Friday, pretty much everywhere you can uh, think to look to, you know, stream music, you'll find it. Um, there is a pre-save link that will be bouncing around the internet starting uh, either today or tomorrow. I forget exactly when that happens. Yeah, man. Well, you know, anyone that's listening, depending on when this episode comes out, man, definitely, uh, you know, check out check out that track uh, coming on the 30th, April 30th. <laughs> there you go. That's a big one for sure. Um yeah, man, and 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 also I, I noticed just on Instagram, on social media, you guys have been crushing some shows, man, and that's a big sign, dude. Things things are opening up, the world's starting to open up a little bit. Hopefully, the right way with the vaccine and everyone's kind of getting back out there, doing things responsibly. I know you guys do things responsibly, um, but it sounds like you you sold out a couple shows recently, and you got a couple festivals in the works, man. You let the people know about that. Yeah, that's correct. Um, we just uh, got a couple social distance shows um, in Colorado Springs at the Black Sheep. And uh, they offered us one. That one sold out in a couple days. So they put another one on the books for earlier that evening. And that one ended up selling out as well. And it was a lot of fun. It felt uh, like I was saying to the guys, I was like, I'm so stoked to go load gear later, you know. And it's uh, just the whole process, everything involved around playing a show. You know, it's uh, it's not just a means to an end, you know, towards the show. It's everything felt good from loading gear to like just driving there and just everything surrounding the whole night. So it was good to be back in the saddle, you know. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly things change and how awesomely I, I hope how quickly they'll go back, you know, to quote unquote normal. Um, but I think there was so many things that we all took for granted especially with a live show and just being able to be amongst our people that, uh, you know, I think I always felt like going to a show was like, I'm not really a super religious person. So my outlet was going to a show, having a musical experience or playing music, whatever. But like, there was always this opportunity to have some part in the community or, or amongst the community with music that just got taken away through 2020. And quickly, I mean, I've seen, you know, here in Arizona, we had, you know, a quick festival. And it was like, it was amazing because everybody just had a good time because we missed it so much. And so there's a lot of things that I just think are coming back and coming back super strong. And I think I want to take half a step back if you don't mind, because I want to kind of dig into the name a little bit because every band and, and a lot of what we talk about is, you know, positivity, the messages in the music, how this music comes about, what this community brings to the music, et cetera. And I was listening to, you know, kind of deeper to your guys' music. I've heard a few, you know, a few songs you guys have sent me and and I've dug in, but like I really dug in more because I want to have more of a conversation. And what stuck out to me was the song, The Science of Numbers, um, because I guess at first I didn't really read into, you know, 432 and I didn't think too much about what it could be. I thought maybe it was like an area code or something like that. Yeah. But then seeing that it was like, you know, more 
defined to music and to the kind of the healing of music and that frequency. Um, at least that's, that's the take that I've taken on it, but I kind of wanted to talk to you about it because that's how you guys are out there representing. That's the message that people first get. So what is project 432? What does it mean? And, and what is, you know, I guess, yeah. What, what does it mean? Yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting you brought up that song, Science of Numbers. That was the, the first song that we ever wrote as a band. And we made it like a, kind of just a really long, kind of weird instrumental, like we tend to do sometimes. But um, I was like, let's take some samples and throw it over there, kind of explaining what 432 means and what it's in reference to. And what it's actually in reference to is 432 hertz, or cycles per second. So... In music, you basically take the the A above middle C, and in traditional standard music right now, everything that A is tuned uh, to 440 hertz, and then uh, everything else is tuned higher or lower based off that uh, reference pitch. So what we do is we just make our reference pitch eight hertz lower at 432 hertz, and then tune everything the same way on the same grid um, off of that as our reference pitch. And it's based off of something known as Pythagorean tuning, um, which was figured out by Pythagoras. Um, it was uh, basically, it was, it, it, it's really deep and uh, we wouldn't have time to really get into everything about it, but um, we can do, we can do the cliff notes and people can dive in if they want to, because you know that you're right. Like you can't just like get it all out. Probably super. It's complex, yeah. but, but what's dope is that like, it's just, I don't know. I love that. Like the passion already, you, you can see, you can hear it. It's part of the storytelling. It's part of the experience. It's part of project 432 that makes you guys uniquely you and, and what surrounds and creates the band, which is why I just think it it's uh substantial. So I know it's kind of a cliche question, like tell me about your name, but I just feel like y'all did a good job crafting it. So it should be shared and, you know, yeah. And so, I mean, uh, you know, it's, I'll give you a couple things that, that really blew my mind about 432 Hertz. So, and there's two songs on um, the first record called uh, the science of numbers. And one of those songs is called the science of numbers. And the other one is called second sight. And they're both instrumentals and they both have like a, a lot of scientists, you know, talking about uh, different things uh, throughout the tracks. And a lot of them are talking about, you know, kind of uh, things surrounding 432 hertz. Well, um, like at the beginning of Second Side, it says in the beginning there was the word and the word was God. And that's kind of the opening to, you know, the Christian Bible. And what it's saying to me is in the beginning there was the word, the sound, this audible frequency. And that frequency itself was the creator, was God. So like we were spoke or sung into existence. It could have been a song that, that vibrated things into existence. If you look at something called cymatics, it's basically um, if, they, if you took like a table and then you put a big speaker underneath it and then you covered the table with like sand and then you play a certain frequency through that speaker and it vibrates that table, all that sand will vibrate into a geometric pattern. And if you turn the frequency up and uh, go higher with it, 
the the frequent or the patterns will get a little bit more intense and more involved. Um, and then if you go back to the original tone, you're going to get the original shape again. So kind of what that proves is every shape has a frequency attached to it and a color. Um, so 432 hertz could also be expressed as a color or a shape. And that's the same with every musical tone or frequency or sound. So you can create geometry through vibration, through sound, okay? So if you look at the platonic solids, there's, uh, you know, basically five of them. There, there's a six, some say, but five of them, right? And they're, they're the building blocks of three-dimensional geometry. Okay, if you take the interior angles, let's say, of a square, and you've got 90 degrees, 90 degrees, 90 degrees, 90 degrees, that gives you 360 degrees, right? So you could say 360 hertz instead of degrees. Now that circle or that square has a note, right? It's 360 hertz. So if you take all of those five platonic solids and you do the same math where you add up the interior angles and then you apply them to a frequency, it'll give you an F-sharp major scale, but only in 432 hertz. When you move to 440 or any other thing outside of 432 hertz, that math doesn't apply. And so there's anomalies that are just kind of built into the frequency that, I don't know, to me, we're just kind of like a little too much to just not explore more and kind of dive into and just, you know, let's, let's make some music like that and see what we get. Let's see what happens. Well, I love, I love what's come of it. And I, I, like I said, I don't think that was a quick study. So I, even with just that, that little snippet you dropped, I'm gonna have to go back and play that back a few times. Cause I think there was a lot of super solid facts in there that I want to just be able to soak in a bit more, but thank you for that thorough fucking explanation. That's yeah. That's, 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 still just, that's just touching, you know, just barely the tip of the iceberg, man. Yeah. But you could have just been like, yes, that's a cool name, bro. Nice. Thanks. Mark, you could have done that. You didn't do that. So thank you. <laughs> Two things. One, I've never heard a drummer say they were excited for load in before. That's that's a first for me. First on this podcast, first in my life. Um, so thank you for that. I, I need to save that snippet. And, you know, in a year or two, if I ever have a drummer in my band say, you know, just just walk away while we're loading in, he's getting this clip of, hey, there was a time you should have been thankful for this. Um, but that that's said, right. Just a weird question, like how how do you stay perfectly in tune, right? Like anytime you're playing a set, like you go slightly out of tune. Like, is it important to you guys to try to stay true to that tuning the whole time you're playing, or is it more of the ideology behind it that's more important than like I'm going to stay exactly in tune the whole time? Right now, um, again, this is a, a much deeper question than you might have realized. You just asked, <laughs> so. Um, Yes, the, the magic of the, the frequency relies on being very specific with these uh, frequencies and these tones. Now, tuning. So um, back in the day, a pure Pythagorean tuning was based off of math and mathematical intervals in between notes. So that made things sound weird uh, whenever you were trying to play a one, three, five chord. And the third being the defining um, note of that triad, 
whether it's going to be major or minor and really just making that the, the three has always been like the important one. The problem with pure Pythagorean tuning or uh, uh, just intonation as it's called um, was that the third was always a little bit weird when you played that one, three, five chord. So like, for example, if you're in the key of a, your C is your third. So the, the C would sound weird when they played that uh, A major chord. And so they tempered the C a little bit to make it sound good in a one, three, five. The problem with that is when you go and you play in the next key up, say you're in B, now the C is your second and the D is your third. So now your third sounds weird again. And now you've got a second that's not where it's supposed to be. So they would have to set up multiple pianos on stage in order to have a concert. So they would have this piano to go play in the key of A, then go play in the key of C over here. And they were all tempered for that key. So then they came up with a different grid called equal temperament tuning, where they basically took every single note and moved it just a little bit and made it to where in every key that one, three, five, sounded good so that's known as equal temperament tuning so the instruments that we play in are on are still set up on the equal temperament tuning grid um so the magic of 432 isn't necessarily all the way there like you know there's people out there that think like you could open portals and shit you know with the right song um so like that that's probably not going to happen at one of our shows. <laughs> We're still on like you know traditional uh, instruments and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I guess the simple answer is they make tuners that go to 432 right. hertz. <laughs> I mean, even a regular tuner, you can press the button till it goes down, you know, until you get there. But and um, you know, getting your guitars and basses and stuff, uh, you know, set up. Um, and you know, intonated for 432 hertz definitely helps. Damn it, you guys are blowing my mind. We're talking about physics and portals and fucking just geometric patterns. And I'm pretty sure you said Pythagorean's theorem at one point, which is something that I do understand. <laughs> Everything else yeah. is over my head. Um, but dude, that's fucking awesome, man. And I think that uh, you know, anyone listening can kind of understand the thought that's put behind your music, because when you listen to your music, it hits you, man. It's you, you guys definitely have a lot of substance, um, you know, to, to what you put out there. And it seems like everything's very thoughtful and intentional and stepping back from that. I'm just kind of curious how the actual band came together because you guys have some very diverse styles. I mean, I hear in moments, hip hop, I hear funk, I hear, you know, just pure reggae rock, American reggae. Like I, you kind of get everything with, with Project 432. So I'm kind of curious, like, how did the pieces come together to form this, this incredible project that you guys uh, have been doing? So um, I was playing in a couple bands out in Colorado, up in Denver. I live down in Pueblo now, but um, I was up in Denver playing in a few bands and just, uh, just kind of jumping around in the scene and, you know, doing the thing and then just kind of wanted to, I was, I was playing uh, 40 Ounces to Freedom, uh, Sublime Tribute for probably seven years at that point. And 
I mean, we were just grinding hard and it was just, uh, it was a lot of fun. I love, I mean, it's music that I love. I love just playing live shows and it was a lot of that, but there was not really any creative outlet as far as like, you know, writing and recording original music. And so I started playing with a few bands and kind of jumped around for a little bit. And then I was just like, man, I'm going to start my own thing again. I think it's time. And so I kind of linked up. I was playing in this one band called Mind State uh, with a couple cats and Zach Goplin, the singer of, uh, and one of the singers and guitar player for Project 432, was in that band together. And I was like, hey, let's, uh, you know, get something started. We grabbed a bass player from another local or a couple local bands up in Denver and started out as a three piece and played a couple shows, um, then grabbed a keyboard player. And uh, then, you know, keyboard player and bass player, like Basie got uh, married and had some kids and just kind of moved on to some different things in life. And keyboard player ended up moving back home to the East Coast. So we grabbed a couple new cats and uh, started trucking along on, you know, a second album. And it was, it was mostly just uh, guys in the scene like Nick. Um, he was uh, playing in a couple local bands and uh was friends with zach so when we were looking for another vocalist guitar player we snagged him up and then um doug our bass player he uh he just he was kind of under the radar he came recommended um it's funny because the uh the singer of mind state the the band that zach and i came from was another cat named zach and he was jamming with doug our bass player and I was trying to get something started and knew that we were looking for a bass player and wouldn't give me Doug's number because he knew that we would steal him. And when the thing that they were trying to get together kind of finally flopped, he, uh, he was like, all right, here's Doug's number. And so we had hit him up and uh, he joined the group uh, on his birthday weekend. Actually, we were playing a big festival um, called Sonic Bloom. And then uh, we had a local cat named Kai playing keyboard for a little bit. And, uh, over COVID, um, he kind of took some different directions of what he's doing in life. So um, he's gone a different way. And right now we've been jamming with um, Chad, um, former keyboard player from Bumpin' Uglies. And uh, that's been going really good so far. So we'll see uh, where we're at in the future. But yeah, as far as styles, um, man, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty all over the place. Uh, we all just kind of like a little bit of everything. And we started it as kind of like a no holds barred, you know, style thing where like, let's, let's get our licks in. Let's also like get all of our, uh, you know, you, you got a love for hip hop. Well, let's, let's throw some of that in there. We got some like Doug, he loves EDM and, you know, jungle and drum and bass and things like that. So we like to get a little uh, on that side. So it's, it's more fun that way. I think. No, that's awesome, dude. And actually, so it's interesting because we talk to a lot of um, musicians from different areas and myself and Evan, we're from the Northeast. We're from uh, New Hampshire, the New England market. You know, we've got Boston, uh, good reggae scene down there. You know, the elevators, Joe Sambo, um, you know, Scott Woodruff from Stick Figures from that area. So, you know, we definitely represent. We got Breton in Arizona, which is turning into quite a little pocket for reggae music and culture and you guys are out there in Colorado and, I, and I'm curious, like Colorado for me from the East coast just seems like such a dope vibe in general. I mean, obviously you think about the, the cannabis culture and 
Um, just the culture in general in Colorado is incredible. But I'm kind of curious from your perspective, like how would you describe the scene out there to people that maybe haven't experienced it or or maybe for a band that's from California that's looking at coming through, um, you know, and maybe hitting some shows in Colorado and you guys up like, how would you how would you describe that scene? Like paint, paint a picture, man. What's it like out there in the big CO? Man, uh, you know, like it's, this isn't my home state, so it, it drew me here, you know, like uh, just touring out here for so, so many years and just like falling in love with the mountains, you know, first and foremost, like just Colorado itself is just its own thing, man. There's uh, it, it's just got like as soon as you get into the, the Rocky Mountains, you just feel it. It's, it's it's different man it's just like uh there's it's it's, it's magnetic you know um and i think that translates into uh the music scene not only um the music that comes out of this state but also the way that music is perceived by the people in this state and um i mean people don't just listen to music in colorado people are a part of the music in colorado they 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 feel it. They are like, it is a part of them. You know, you, you watch people while out at Red Rocks. It's, it's different than watching people at a different show, you know, somewhere else. It's just, uh, even people that aren't from Colorado, you come to Red Rocks and you watch a show here and just yeah, you do. <laughs> tell me if it's, in. it's not. No, I'm trying it's to wild out at Red Rocks. That's tight. I mean, they make you earn that shit at Red Rocks. Like the first time I went there, I mean, I, I kept going back, but I think it was 2013 or 2014 for Slightly Stupid at Red Rocks. And, like, you've got to hike, like, hike to get to just, you know, the gate. And then you got to yeah. hike some more to get up to the seats. And it's like, if you're not from Colorado, they say this whole thing about altitude, it's real. It's super real. And if you're a smoker, not good. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you get there, but it's like, you've earn this experience and then you get this experience and acoustically it's just it's just amazing like and the vibes there you know i know it's the vibes man you know the fucking vibes but the vibes, the vibes it's like they are tangible it's different yeah, i will agree with you with that it's definitely an experience and seeing a few different bands there and they all carry a similar um aesthetic i guess which can only be created from that venue which is pretty dope yeah absolutely so, I mean, that, that whole kind of experience, um, I think, you know, it just, it, it carries over just to uh, the, the musician's experience and, as well as the, the fan's experience, you know, that, that magnetism that, that you feel from this state. And it's, it's, Red Rocks is obviously like the shit, but I mean, there's, it's the, it's the whole state. It really is. Yeah. Yo, is it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brett. Now I was just going to comment that um, I've seen different genres out there. Like I remember seeing Dilated Peoples at Cervantes Masterpiece. And then I saw um, Stick Figure there for like the after pre-party, whatever thing at Red Rocks. Um, And it was, you know, just a great venue. But Black Sheep is another one that you're talking about. I saw Hyrie there. And it was the first time I saw Hyrie and they were playing at that venue. And just the venue itself reminds me of some of the Arizona type of venues like Colorado Springs is similar in the sense of a smaller town, but it's just like there is the, there's a tangible community and I always talk about it. I'm the damn broken record for this community ambassador, but like it's, it's just something there and Colorado has 
a, a higher density of that love and community and support for music, I think in general, but especially when it comes to reggae inspired music, there just seems to be a much broader uh, support group for it. Whereas I think, you know, Arizona, we got a good fan base. It's growing New Hampshire. I'm sure it's growing Boston. It's growing California. You know, everyone just lumps us into that group, but uh, Colorado, I think it's like, it's the Hollywood for, for reggae. And my dog yeah. agrees. And, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you go to the mountain towns and um, I mean, a lot of people, you know, kind of like associate, I guess, kind of bluegrass, which don't get me wrong. Colorado is definitely a bluegrass state, but go to the resorts and they're playing reggae music. You know, it's like you're on a beach town and walking around, you know, the little shops and stuff. Um it's it's definitely uh, a, a match for for some whatever reason this uh, island music and the snowy mountains are a perfect match. I'll take it. Yeah, it, it, interesting, Brett. So one thing, Brett, you said you actually said Cervantes, um, yeah. and that got me thinking, man. When I was kind of doing my research leading up to this conversation, Mark, I saw a flyer for Four Twenty on the Rocks featuring. 311, Method Man, Red Man, The Green, Dizzy Wright, Jesse Royal, and Project 432, which would be like, that's a wild bill. Like, that's a wild car, man. Like, all that would be like my dream festival right there. Like, that's so it, I'm kind of curious, man. Do you remember that experience? Like, what was that like? I, can you talk about that? Because that just sounds wild. Man, uh, I was so excited. I was afraid I was going to black out and not remember that, but <laughs> I definitely do. And it's it's kind of serendipitous because uh, the first time that I had ever gone to Red Rocks to see a show, um, I don't even remember. It was probably about 2007. And I'm still living in Texas and headed up to go help a friend um, move his uh, mom's stuff um from like estes park back to texas and he has offered us you know a couple tickets to go to our show at red rocks um as you know part of like a thank you for uh going and doing that for him so uh it was tickets to 311 pepper and the whalers so the first time i ever got to go see a show at red rocks and favorite band always growing up 311 you know, um, so got to go see them for the first time at Red Rocks. And the first time we ever played Red Rocks was opening up for 311. And it was just like, I couldn't have asked for anything more. It was, it was amazing. That's what's up. That's amazing. And I'll, I'll never forget, like, you know, we, we play with in-ear monitors. Um, so got the drums set up, everything. And, um, I kind of got sound checked or whatever, and I'm just sitting behind my drums, just trying to be like present and really soak it all in. And I just, I, I looked up at those Canyon walls and I was just like, man, I had to pull my ears out and I wanted to hear my snare drum just in there with nothing else, just the drum and just, just let it rip real quick on the snare drum. And like, I don't know, that was, uh, that was something pretty awesome for me. Uh, yeah, drum solo at Red Rocks, like yeah, like a solo <laughs> drum solo at Red Rocks. I wish somebody just let me in there with my keyboard and guitar for a minute and my like saxophone, you know. Absolutely. I, 
Damn, that's... Oh, my little digital saxophone here. I love this damn. Oh thing. yeah, is that like an Ewe? This is the AE10. Uh, I, I make lots of fun noises with it. I bet. Sorry, so... this isn't about me though. This is about you. <laughs> Mark, I'm curious, man. You talked about that big moment at Red Rocks, and here we are talking about how you guys sold out a couple of shows, and we're talking about the world opening up again. I'm just curious, man, like when you think about maybe what the next 12 months holds for you guys, assuming that, you know, we're all trending in the right direction. What's what's the vibe for you, man? What are you what are you kind of looking forward to? What what are you hoping to do with the band? Are you guys maybe going to hit some shows? I I know you said you guys were actually this might have been before we started recording, but you said you'd be down in Texas. I'm just I'm kind of curious what the next 12 months looks like for you guys and and. Kind of what you're excited about uh, after having spent the last 12 months uh, going through it like everybody else. Yeah, man. Uh, Definitely excited to uh, get back to shows. Obviously, that's what uh, everyone's really hoping for right now. And and also just to get to go to shows, too. You know, Um, we're all huge music fans. You know, that's why we got into this in the first place. You know, being able to play, it's just an extra benefit, you know, that we all get to do this. But um yeah, so uh, we got some shows coming up in Texas. Uh, like I said, I do a, a benefit for battered women and children every year. It's a big concert. Uh, all the bands show up and play for free. All the money gets donated. Um, last year would have been our 15th year, but uh, COVID kind of kicked us in the, in the ass on that one. So this one, it'll be the 16th year, but the 15th event. Um, but, uh, yeah, project 432 is going to be out there playing that that's at Lola's, um, out in, um, Fort Worth, Texas on May 22nd. And then May 23rd, we're going to be at the gas monkey bar and grill out there in Dallas. And, uh, then we'll be headed back. We've also got a uh, festival coming up down in, uh, like near Durango on the other side of the border, um, at Tico time resorts. Yes. Um, and man, that looks like it's going to be so much fun. That does look like a good time. Yeah, really excited about that one. And uh, then, yeah, it looks like we just booked some shows for June. Um, We have another uh, charity event that we're doing for uh, autism. Um, I believe that one's going to be June 6th. And then uh, June 5th, looks like we're playing a uh, some big event down at the uh, the lake. Some big lake... uh, I'm not exactly sure. It's a three-day event. Um, just booked it today. So, yeah, still waiting to get all the details back on that one. But it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, other than shows, like recording some new music, getting some new tunes out to the fans, you know. Um, we got these two singles that are uh, – are, we got one coming out, you know, like I said, April 30th. Uh, it might already be out by the time people hear this. Um, and then – watch for another one in May. Um, so we're going to follow it up, you know, the next month. And uh, then we've got uh, a bunch of new music in the pipeline right now that we've just been sussing out all the, uh, the crazy details and um, doing some pre-production runs here at the studio. And then when the time is right, we'll all uh, lock ourselves in this place for a week or so and get it done. That's awesome. Well, just real quick, man. Like, first of all, that's what you just laid out is epic, man. Any fans of Project 432, they're going to be stoked for that. 
I want to circle back real quick to this benefit concert for battered women and children. You say you've been doing it for 15, 16 years. How, can you talk a little bit more about that, man? How did that start? Is that just, or how did you guys get involved in that? I'm kind of curious the, the origin of that, because that sounds like an incredible thing that you guys do, and I want listeners to get excited, especially ones in the Texas area. Um, but can you talk about that one? Yeah, so uh story's going to take a little bit of a dark turn, if that's okay. Hey, uh, we like to get real on this podcast, man. We like to... All right, you know, well, the whole bag, man. Let it ride. About as real as I'm gonna get with you. So, um, in 2008, my little sister uh, was murdered due to domestic violence, and oh. uh, my two-year-old niece was left in the house for uh, about two and a half days before we uh, found her. Oh my god! And um, my niece is, uh, you know, she's 17 now. Uh, about to graduate. She lives with my mom who has full custody of her. So the event is actually called the Danielle LeBlanc Memorial Benefit Concert for Battered Women. And uh, basically, I threw the first one um, to help uh, with some funeral expenses and to set up a, a trust fund for my niece. And um, so I, the band that I was playing with uh, at the time in Texas called uh, Egress um, basically hosted the, uh, the very first one there in Arlington. We got a few other bands to come donate their time and play. And uh, then I just decided to keep it going and um, start a nonprofit myself, my sister, Anna Marie, um, and I, she, she runs the nonprofit and she basically runs the, uh, the benefit now, especially that I'm out of state. Pretty much all I help with is, uh, you know, maybe showing up and playing in a few bands, but also just helping grab bands, uh, and just kind of helping, you know, just run the, the music side of things. She takes all the donations and handles all the money and does really all the, the badass stuff that's, uh, involved with it. But yeah, we just, um, you know, started, just kept it going basically. And then just donated 100% of the funds to a shelter in, uh, in Arlington, Texas, where I'm from. And they had, uh, you know, made like a park, uh, the Danielle LeBlanc Memorial Park. Uh, it's a nice spot where, you know, these, uh, these families can go and have like birthday parties and things like that. And it's all secure. So like if they have exes or something like that, that's uh, potentially a threat, you know, they can't get to them and, and things like that. And uh, we've helped put, you know, a bunch of women through college and just uh, done a lot of good stuff, you know? So we took something that was uh, personally the worst thing that I've uh, ever experienced in my life you know, and it didn't even happen to me, you know, I was just there on the outside experiencing it. And we've, we've been able to take that and uh, do a really lot of, a lot of amazing things. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm, I'm so sorry that, that, you know, you went through that and, and I, you know, big respect for being able to do something positive to, um, you know, turn something just absolutely tragic and, and, um, try to, try to bring some positivity to the world with what you're doing. So I applaud you for that. Anything that this podcast can do to help promote that, anything that reggae 360 can do to help promote that, you know, let us know, send us a link, man. We'll, you know, we'll put it in the description of the episode in case people can go and donate. Um, but I just really, that's incredible that, uh, you know, that you do that. I think that's a lot of people that have been through some tragic things, 
anybody that has the strength to find a way to, um, you know, bring positivity back in the world after that, that's, that's incredible, man. So, so big respect on that. And, and, um, hopefully anyone that's listening now that's on their radar, uh, you know, we don't have a, a huge audience, man, but God damn it. If one person hears this and gets out there, then, then so be it. Cause, uh, that's pretty incredible what you do, man. That's it, man. I appreciate you saying that. And, uh, definitely, you know, um, we do, uh, we, we have a 501 C three, so it's 100%, you know, uh, charity. We don't keep anything. And, um, you know, if, if people do want to donate, I will get you the link to that and, uh, we'll drop it, you know, and, I'm I'm pretty sure I, I'll look it up. I think it's DanielleBlancFoundation.com. Yeah, yeah, definitely check that out, man. We'll we'll make sure to get that out there. Yeah, anyone can donate. Uh, you know, we do the benefit and we raise money that way, and that's just a one time a year thing. But uh, my sister Anna Marie, she's big into CrossFit, and she's done a couple CrossFit events that were for charity, and she does things throughout the year to to keep uh, you know keep working and keep helping people and keep raising money and things like that. And it's also not just about raising money. Like, you know, it's about uh, making sure that the local people know that they have somewhere to go and someone to talk to. Like my sister, if you need to talk to her, you can call her on the phone and she'll drive out to wherever you're at. And like, there's money saved up in these uh, foundations. Like if people need help, they can reach out to us and they will get help. That's awesome, man. Shit, dude, this this conversation has had a bit of everything, man. We talked physics, we talked playing the Red Rocks, we talked, you know, things that are kind of bigger than what what we're doing here. And and um, Mark, I'm just I'm impressed with you as a, as a as a person. First coming in this conversation, I was a fan of you as a musician and as an artist. And I think, you know, anyone that's been able to dig into the catalog of Project 432. There's no way you can't listen to that music and not become a fan of you guys. So um, hearing now where you're at and what's going on in the future, I'm stoked. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. And definitely, like I said, moving forward, anything, um, you know, we can do for you guys, man, we we uh, we would be honored to. Um, so, man, I appreciate you uh, joining us. Brett or Evan, you guys, you guys got anything uh, before we wrap up? I don't think First, so. Evan. I was waiting. No, you for guys you. have to talk at the same time. See, I waited that time. I was trying to be polite. No, because because I'm going to continue to be polite. Just want to say thank you, man. That's a great conversation. Great stories. Always good to know, you know, what's behind the music a bit and, and knowing what it takes to craft and, and be a part of this community. It's uh, it's always great. So I look forward to hearing the new music. Hopefully I will get out to uh, the Tico time that's on the agenda. I'm not sure if it will actually happen, but try to just manifest it really reality be there but uh we'll link up soon and thank you again for just giving us those good jams dude that's what it's all about and being a part of this community so uh that's all i gotta say more gratitude for everybody jb all around you're pretty great too jb like your hat oh, and your dude, smile. Thanks, i like it better than your smile that. bud that's good oh look dude, that. that's look at that man just love all around what about evan can you say something nice about him even though he I called you a curmudgeon last week well, I'm just trying to be a little more loving now. A loving curmudgeon. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, boys. Sorry, well, Mark. Hey. Now I'm involving you in our crap. And you don't need this. Thank you for your uh, time, sir. Yeah, <laughs> man. Much love, Mark. Hey, big up, big respect, dude. Take care, brother. Peace. Bye.